Hey everybody, it's Lon Seidman. It's time once again for your weekly ramp up. And as many of you know, I'm teaching a class at the University of Hartford this year on entrepreneurial content creation. And we've been looking at a lot of different trends in the class about how you as an independent creator can earn a living. And one of the biggest growth areas that I see right now with a lot of opportunity is something called social shopping. And this involves an influencer of some kind communicating to people through an app or other platform. And that platform allows people to buy products on the spot that the influencer is talking about. But like all the other areas of content creation, it's important to earn the trust of your viewership. And if you don't do things properly, you might end up not in a very good place. And there's some really interesting market research that I found as part of this discussion that we'll be looking at in this video. So let's get to it. Now to get a really good overview of how this works in China, Bloomberg did a great story on this last year that you can find at lan.tv slash China Live. They followed a couple of the more popular influencers there to talk about exactly how this trend came about, how the pandemic kind of accelerated things, and just how big the numbers are here, not only in viewership, but in sales dollars. And additionally, a market research company called McKinsey Digital did a deep dive into this trend overseas and how it is growing. Take a look at these sales figures from their report. When this started around 2017 or so, it had generated about $3 billion in value. Now, as of 2020, it's up to $171 billion, if not more. Remember, we're in 2022 now. Now, if we look at the topics that are currently most popular in this space, apparel and fashion, by and large, lead the way at 35.6%. So if you were looking to get into this, apparel and fashion is probably a little oversaturated at this point. But there looks to be some opportunities, especially in the areas of beauty and fresh food, along with consumer electronics, furnishings, and automotive kinds of things. Now, of course, the more expensive something is, the less likely someone's just going to buy it on the spot through an app. But I think you could look in each of these verticals and find areas where you might be able to carve out a little bit of a niche for yourself. Now, what I found most interesting was this chart from McKinsey that looks at what influences buying decisions. And of note here across many different generations is that most people don't put a lot of weight into what an expert or a quote unquote expert, celebrity or influencer has to say. They also don't put much weight anymore into the traditional media. And at the same time, we're seeing social media increase as a trusted platform for making buying decisions, especially amongst the age group of my students, the Gen Z 18 plusers. And I think what's really important to parse out of this data is that they are seeking out trusted voices as opposed to influencers because that influencer number did go from six to 10 when comparing millennials to Gen Zers, but that's just a very small increase compared to the much larger increase in social media as a trustworthy platform. So I think what's starting to happen here is that the trusted voices are starting to rise to the top on these platforms. Certainly the algorithms are kind of gearing themselves in that direction to a degree. And I think it's important that if you're setting off in this space, yes, you can make a lot of quick, easy money doing payola for whoever has a check for you. But if you take the time to build trust and run your 
content creation ethically, you're going to be much more successful in the long term by doing things the right way. And that's the message that I've been delivering to my students in class. Now, one other note here, you'll notice that the Gen Z 13 to 17 year olds value friends or family or offline discussions far more than their 18 plus counterparts. And I think that's due to the fact that they are still in school, they're living at home. So those social uh, interactions that they have with their friends and family are much more significant than it might be for a Gen Zer who is entering adulthood, going away to school or going into their career or whatever. So I think that number uh, will shift as those younger Gen Zers get older. Let's take a look though at what some of the platforms are doing uh, in this space right now. Uh, we'll start with the one that I primarily post to, which is YouTube. And YouTube did an experiment over the holiday season where they picked a few YouTube creators to do live shopping uh, during the holiday rush here. And you can see some examples of what that looked like here. So they had a creator talking about makeup. Uh, they were able to put different surveys into the chat, kind of like what you can do on a regular live stream. And then they had direct links to buy the products that she was talking about on Walmart. Now, one thing that YouTube has been doing for a little while is something that they've enabled on my channel called product tagging. Let me show you what that looks like. So here's my most recent video review that I put up on the channel here. And you can see when I tap on the video, there's a little thing here to view the products. And when I click on that, it brings me over to the iPhone SE, which is featured here in the video. And YouTube enabled this on my channel a little while back, and I'm sure a lot of you are seeing this link now on my videos. And when I upload the video, I just assign it the product that I'm talking about. In many cases, the products are there, although in some cases they're not. And if I click on view here, it brings me over to this page where I can look at all the different options for that product, but the video is still playing here at the bottom. And then if I wanted to go further, I could compare prices here, which presumably brings up some Google shopping results. And then I can click on a link to buy it at the retailer. Now, right now it doesn't leave me in YouTube. It basically dumps you off into the retailer's uh, website. So it's a little less than ideal versus what you saw with that China example from the Bloomberg video where everything is directly integrated into the app. But I think this does give some indication as to where YouTube would like to go in this space, because certainly there's a lot of channels like mine that talk about specific products. And I like the ability to tag the product here, uh, if for nothing else, to get better search optimization so that I can say to YouTube, this is the product that we are talking about here, this specific generation of product. Because what I've seen over time is that when the new iPhone SE comes out, I'll get a bunch of traffic on my review for the prior one, and that doesn't really help consumers all that much. So to be able to you know, tell YouTube definitively what version of the product you're looking at, I think has a lot of value. One thing I would like to see YouTube implement here is some kind of affiliate program where people who have that link and allow people to click on it can earn some commission similar to how my affiliate links work now. Now I've talked about affiliate revenue in the past and it's something that I think is a really good revenue model to build your business around. The reason is, is that if you go out and lie about a product and drive a whole bunch of sales to it, when people get that product and discover that it's a piece of junk and end up returning it, you lose the commission on the original sale. So there's a disincentive here 
to lie about what a product's attributes are because once the truth is discovered, you lose the money versus a company paying somebody outright to talk about something and just drive sales blindly. There's no penalty to that creator for being full of it and on the take. And that's why I think affiliate revenue really is the way to go in many cases because it does incentivize honesty. Now, some other platforms are looking at this. TikTok, of course, which does this in China under their sister brand, uh, started playing around the holiday shopping season as well. They did a partnership with Shopify, and that allowed more independent shops to sell through the TikTok app. And I'm not sure how it worked there, but I do think there was a tighter integration in the purchasing experience, similar to how this works in China. And I was surprised that TikTok hasn't been more aggressive about this, given they have the infrastructure built in China and they're likely making a few billion dollars a year on it overseas. They really haven't approached it as aggressively on the Western version of their platform. Now, Amazon has been very aggressive, primarily because they have the infrastructure and the retail capacity, and they have a platform called Amazon Live. I've been streaming on there for quite a while now. In fact, if you look behind me, I've got a little trophy underneath my YouTube trophy uh, because I hit their A-list for follower count. And I've had a lot of fun there. And I haven't been doing too much of the home shopping club kind of stuff. But what I like to do is that when I get a new product in to review, we start working on it together. And it's been really fun to bring people in to help kind of guide what the review process will look like down the road. And what I've also been doing is actually recording some of my videos live in a live stream so that I can maximize the use of my time. Now you can find Amazon Live by going to amazon.com live. It works on the web, it works on the mobile app here as you can see, and it also works on the Amazon Fire TV platform. So they've really been building this out pretty quietly and just about every week or so when I'm streaming, somebody will find my stream and say, I didn't know Amazon does this, but they do. Let me show you how this works here. So right now, uh, it looks like we've got a bunch of people that are currently live. Oftentimes, um, you'll find one of Amazon's own streams here on the front page, uh, or they'll have a hand-picked influencer that uh, goes up to the top. Now, what you're going to see here is uh, she's here, of course, live talking about various products. And below her is a carousel that she can control from her Amazon Live app. And so what will happen here as she shifts from one product to the other, you will actually see this carousel here change its focus so you know exactly what she's talking about. Let me switch over here to my friend Melody Johnson, who interviewed me for her podcast recently. And you can see that she's doing something right now on some disposable face towels. And you can see that one's kind of in the middle of the pack here because that's currently the focus of what she's talking about. And you can see also it says featured now. And if I tap on this, it'll bring me right to the Amazon product page where I can purchase it. And then of course I can jump back to her stream to uh, follow the rest of her live streams. So this is the kind of thing that Amazon has been doing for a while. Uh, most of the influencers are getting affiliate marketing revenue on site from this, and that is the financial incentive. But again, if there's a return, it comes out of the affiliate's pocket. 
But Amazon is doing a lot more than just live streams. They have replicated the functionality of YouTube and Instagram to some degree. Now what you're looking at here on screen is my Amazon page, which you can find at lon.tv slash Amazon shop. You can follow me there and you'll get notified when I go live and uh, occasionally when some other things happen on the platform. And what they're working on here is really replicating things that you might see on Instagram and YouTube. So for example, we've got a bulk of my YouTube video library up here. I've been uploading videos to Amazon for probably the better part of three or four years at this point. It has been very successful for me as a content creator. And again, I like the revenue model because you as a viewer don't see any advertising. And if you do buy something, there's an affiliate commission, but if you return it, I lose the commission. So that's why I think this is a better model than just straight up advertising. Now, I did do some paid work for Amazon in full disclosure. I did a tutorial series on how to get started as a creator here, but I was very happy to do it for them because it's been such a big part of my business's growth over the last couple of years. Now, in addition to the recorded videos, you have still photos that you can upload. And this works a lot like Instagram does. You tag a product, you take a picture of the product, you can put some text in with it. You can see some text there at the bottom. And this will integrate into the product page very similar to how the videos integrate. So what you'll do is you'll maybe go to my page to find some videos, but if you're just browsing around Amazon and land on the Chewy Lark Box page, you'll see my video located just above the comment section. I did a big video about how all of this works, which you can find uh, in the video description if you're curious. Another feature of Amazon is that you can create lists of products and provide a single link that will bring people right to a list of different things that you've covered. So for example, this was the video we did about turning a Raspberry Pi into a DVR server. And these are all the components that in this case, channels recommended people get to make their Raspberry Pi work as one of those DVR servers. So they make it really easy, I think, to build out a presence in this new social shopping space and at the same time uh, disincentivize people from being dishonest. In fact, they have as part of their rules that you need to properly disclose things in order to be on the platform, which I was very happy to see. And again, you can find this page at lon.tv slash Amazon shop. It will not push videos out to you though the same way that YouTube works. So it, it does work a little different. It's more product focused, but for me as a very product focused channel, I think it's been a very good match for what I do. So keep an eye on this social shopping space. And I think if you're somebody who is looking to get into independent content creation, this is an area where there's a lot of opportunity because it's very new in many parts of the world. And when you get into something early in this space, you're often in a much better place than if you get in later. So if you are looking at content creation, this might be a place to do it, but really, really focus on ethics and building a good disclosure policy so that you can earn the trust of the people that will be discovering you on these platforms. Now this week's wrap up is being brought to you by all of you as always. And I wanna thank a super chatter, Mark Bollinger, for making a contribution during one of those simulcasted live streams the other day. So thank you very much to Mark. I also wanna welcome a new supporter on the channel, Francesco Verado, who contributed via the YouTube membership program. I wanna thank both of you for contributing this week and everyone who's been contributing on an ongoing basis. 
and all of you who watch on a regular basis too because all of those things equal channel growth. Now, if you want to support the channel, you can. You can go to lon.tv support and make a monthly or a one-time contribution to the channel. We also support Floatplane, Patreon, and of course, the YouTube membership program. We have other places where you can find me, especially that Amazon page that we mentioned earlier. But I also have a podcast, which is an audio version of this show that goes up every Wednesday. And then when I have interviews, I also throw those into the podcast feed as well. I would love to do more podcasting, but I just don't get a lot of traffic on the podcast feed, nor do I see a lot of traffic from the interviews that I do here on YouTube. But one day, uh, we'll get there. Uh, we also have my extras channel where I do unboxings and supplementary content. You can engage with the channel through my very infrequent email list at lon.tv email. We also have the Facebook group and the Discord. We also recently started up a Telegram page that you can find at lon.tv Telegram, and I've been experimenting with different content up on there as well. I think I've got about 70 of you on there. So we're going to keep experimenting with all sorts of ways to get the content out there. And then, of course, we have my store where I sell previously reviewed items that you can buy for prices lower than new, but there's only one of everything because it's the actual device that was on the table. So I recently put up the iPad Air and the iPhone SE. The iPad Air sold very quickly, but the iPhone, at least at the time I'm recording this, is still available. And if you want to get notified every time I add something to the store, you can go to lon.tv slash store alert and get an email pushed out to you every time I add something there. So sign up for that and you will get notified the second I make a change on the store. And that is going to do it for this week's weekly wrap up. Thank you all for tuning in. I know a lot of you have been enjoying me taking some of my classroom content and bringing it over to the channel. So hopefully you have found it interesting. And until next time, this is Lon Seidman. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by the Lon.TV supporters, including Gold Level supporters Jim Tannis and Tom Albrecht, Hot Sauce and Video Games and Eric's Variety Channel, Brian Parker and Frank Goldman, Amda Brown and Matt Zagaya, and Chris Allegretta. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month. Head over to lon.tv support to learn more. Don't forget to subscribe. Visit lon.tv slash s.